Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of It's Not My Fault, the OASG podcast is not popular. We think this is episode 165, but I'm not in charge of counting. Oh My name is Helen. My name is Justin. Uh, yeah, oh. Justin's the one in charge of counting, all so if it's pressure, wrong, go blame him. All the pressure on me to make sure. Oh, great. Uh, that's alright, I'll find a way to... If, if, if we find out we messed up, nobody will ever know. Nobody will ever know. Except us. <laughs> if you want to re-record this intro, sure. <laughs> Just come on a new intro. Then somebody have to notice, wait a minute, didn't Justin do the intro for the episode 164? Why is he doing episode 165? <laughs> so, h- how you been, Helen? Kazukon is in two weeks, and I am just deep into sewing. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, you got Katsukan, you're going to be sewing, got cosplay. Have you found any time that I at least, like, do anything aside from just that? I mean, I've been watching anime while I hand sew, because I've sewn a couple of things by machine and gone, this doesn't look good, I'm just going to hand sew it instead. <laughs> and that's how I have now um, caught up with season two of Bofuri, or um, what is the full title of that one? I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out Let's my defense. Let's see, I think I have the... I think that... Yeah, uh, something like that, right? Let me see if I can get the... My, my, it, my it's the Maple Story. Light Babble is right there. Bofuri, I don't want to max out... I don't want to get hurt, so I max out my defense. Period. Oh, I thought it ended with an exclamation point. Is it? Big? Anyway, on the second season of that now, which continues to be um, basically the laid-back camp of MMO um, anime. You know, the characters, they're just there to have a good time. Like, who knows if there's, like, a bigger story to the game they're playing. Who cares what the, you know, the meta is about, you know, min-maxing your stats or anything. They're just having fun. You know, they're just going out, fighting bosses. This game seems to get a lot of new content on a regular basis. I hope the devs are, you know, not overworking themselves. (laughs) And they really need to stop being so concerned about if Maple's going to break their stuff or not. Because, I mean, the goal is for the players to be able to defeat the bosses anyway. Maple's just going to do it faster than anyone. (laughs) She's she's just going to do it in a... Wait, it didn't anticipate. It was a little weird that the first episode was kind of a Christmas special. It felt kind of like it should have been OVA for the past season, because it had the first season's opening. And I I saw, like, some questionable CGI in the third episode, um, where there's a fight scene. And fortunately, the staff had the good thought to, like, make the scene kind of dark and a little hard to see what was going on anyway, which helped mask it. But, um... Yeah, I hope the, hope that's not a sign of production issues to come later on. <laughs> hope hopefully hopefully not. Mm-hmm. What the show with both with, with Maple and the crew? That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I watched that. Uh, I also tried, and I think I have now soft dropped uh, the Fire Hunter since those first two episodes were rough. Like, there's a ton of narration, like narration not from like internal character monologues, but like some omnipresent you know, third-person narrator. Um, The stills really are jarring that come out in there. And, like, look, I've seen Rose of Versailles, so I know how folks like Dezaki used to use stills, you know, back in the day to cut corners. But there, there was kind of an art to it on, you know, figuring out when you would use that kind of um, time-cutting skill, you know? Here, they're just sort of like, you'll be in the middle of a scene, and then suddenly there will be a still while the characters keep talking, and then it'll go back to regular animation, and then it might cut to like some more, like even more limited animation to show somebody's like. I, I, the scene I noticed it in was like when someone was cleaning, and so they had a couple of like 
individual still shots to indicate she was cleaning different parts of the bathroom or something. And it's like, this just feels so badly planned. And I had kept saying, oh, I feel like this would work better as a novel. And guess what, Justin? It is based on a novel. <laughs> novel series, anyway. So, yeah, now I'm at this point where I'm like, unless other people are telling me it gets really good, I don't think I'm going to pick this back up. The novel's not licensed in English as far as I know, but just just isn't working. And then finally, the last thing I've had a chance to start since we recorded last time was uh, I started watching Ipon again, or Moi Ipon, which is the high school girls judo club uh, sports anime. And it's a lot of fun. They're feeling like very normal high school girls. Um, it's not the flashiest show, which is kind of extra obvious since I tend to watch it and Surune like back to back. Oh one, no! Why would you? Why would you do days? that to your? Why? Why would you do that to Ipon? Why would you do that to the four girls? I still am enjoying it, but it's definitely clear that you know just you can't. They, they didn't spend like absolute years on it the way that Kyoani yeah, does in all just, of shows. Just Kyoani is just at a different level. You can't be doing this to to Ipon again like this. <laughs> but it's a good show. I still do recommend it, um, and it's. You know, it's just a very cute little show. I mean, the girls aren't really doing cute things, though, because they'll do stuff like get distracted in the middle of cleaning up to Tommy Mats and have, like, an impromptu judo wrestling match, which isn't really cute. But, you know, they're good girls. They're having a good time. Got some fun character dynamics. Definitely recommended. Yeah, the character dynamics have been pretty fun from the couple, couple episodes I've seen so far. I don't think I watched today's and last week's episode, but first two episodes, pretty fun stuff. Um, so yeah, Helen, um, just gonna get right into it. Uh, oh, wait, before I actually get into it, I do want to, um, just quickly go over, uh, summertime rendering, because I talked last episode about, I just watched the one episode of the winter 2023 show, uh, that's aired, that, that did not air, that totally aired in the spring or aired last year, that totally did that, but, um, I watched the first episode, the subs were just totally off, and just, like, the timing was just completely just wrong like why is this and then i messed with it a little bit and thought i fixed it and the next episode would just completely just not work so i thought it was just an app issue but no it was actually also just a general hulu issue because i tried watching on the website still had the same issues so the only thing i figured out how to fix it is if i go into the episode and skip ahead to where i ignore the break because that's like the hulu originals this content uh maybe not suitable for certain audiences blah 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 once I skip the break, once I get deeper into an episode and then play the episode and we, we refresh it, then it actually is timed correctly. So my theory is, I think whoever was doing this um, like series or whatever, like managing the series or whatever, they were following like the dub type of like situation, like the dubs uh, situation. So where if you go watch the dubs, it's perfectly fine. Obviously, you won't notice like any subtitling issues. But then they still have this break. They, they you can still like you can see like oh wait this is not writing correctly. We watch it subbed. So um, if only somebody would just be like hey, remove the Hulu originals or just fix your timing on all twenty something episodes. Just do it. Much better. But yeah, that's my that's my thought on uh, summertime women. Uh, I will probably give final thoughts when it's the next episode. Maybe. Before the end of the month, I don't know. But I am three episodes away from finishing it, so um, 
you're having a good time. Um, it's, it's, it's at the point where if, if, if somebody ever releases a home home uh, media, I'll probably want to get it. But who knows how that's going to get out of Disney's uh, long hands. Ugh, just... Yeah, it's not like Disney even puts out like their own TV shows on DVD and Blu-ray much these days. Ugh, just hope that Viz somehow sneaks in out of nowhere. Just a, just a hope. That just Why Viz? Out... Well, they seem to have a quote-unquote deal. It's not like obviously public or anything, but with um, Bleach being on there, and then um, with this upcoming Zama Hundred coming up on um, Hulu in the summer, there's definitely some sort of partnership there. But whether it actually matches with home video, who knows? <laughs> so we don't know. But it, also coming this summer, I think is um, what is it like? Heavenly Delusion is going to be like a Disney exclusive series. Oh yeah, I think so. that's the spring. I think that's coming spring. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, Disney so, Plus. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Dumpa, but your show that probably would have been a hit and gotten you more book sales is um, now going to be um, forgotten. Yeah, we have to figure out what. So we have to. Re- we, okay, look. I, just before I get into what I was going to talk about, just quickly, we still don't even know what Disney is really trying to do. We just don't. Like they released Tokyo Avengers season two on Hulu. That's being soundcasted properly. So we have once again. Why is <laughs> why is this the show that Disney's gone? Because Disney and Kanacha entered a deal. So that's a partnership. That that was public. They made that public. So any like potential Kanacha stuff, I think aside from like obviously Attack on Titan, that was already like locked in to like Crunch or whatever. Um, I remember Attack on Titan was like the first time we'd had a show simulcast on multiple services at once because both Funimation and Crunchyroll got it. <laughs> and you bring that up, and then I'm thinking about Vinland Saga, which is uh, streaming on Netflix and Crunchyroll this season. So. And they redubbed season one, so it had one dub on Amazon and a different dub from Sentai. I think. Yeah, this this is a case where, <laughs> what is all these anime rights? But um, yeah, we okay. But the point is, yeah, we don't know Heavenly Delusion's fate, but it's definitely something to watch. That is for sure. Now, anyways, yes, Fire Emblem Engage. Um, I'm having a good time with it. Um, it's just where do I even begin? Just how do like talk about it because it's uh obviously not quite three houses especially story-wise it's not the same uh just basically uh divine dragon wakes up gets thrown into well really basically just following them into whatever the situation is they basically learn uh at some point that the fell dragon zombron has been brought has has risen has been broken up um as i was gonna plunge the world into darkness and the divine dragon has got to Stop them, obviously. Um, in certain cases, the story kind of moves kind of fast and a little too slow. In some cases, it's a little weird because there was this one point in like I'm I I'm in the second half of the series. I, I I mean second half of the game, I believe. And we basically had one plot point that was explained, and I was curious. Okay, I wonder how they're gonna uh, reveal this, and they revealed it like maybe two or three chapters later. I was like, well, I wasn't kind of. Like, being explained this fast, but okay. But um, there is some momentum within the story, so it, it makes you want to be like, "Okay, hey, I gotta find out what's going on." Um, so that's that's good points there. But otherwise, it's not a totally remarkable story like that. But it definitely at least gets the job done. What's really where this game is at is just the gameplay, and I'm still trying to really get used to it because obviously the gimmick or the change from prior final levels is the use of emblems so you're not just gonna have by which we mean gotcha elements gotcha elements baby so 
you have your 12 um total is 12 then you have the dlc and then you have these other not as uh great emblems but it's just like you can get emblems that have different like uh abilities or st uh, stats you get certain stats um by um spending your uh what you call these? Uh, not the it's in-game currency, it's, not real yes, world currency, right? It's an in-game currency. Yeah, in-game currency. You get a lot. Oh, uh, it's like these. Uh, I want to say crystals. I can't remember the whole name of it, but um, basically get enough of those, and then you can get these smaller type of emblems, emblem rings, and they'll give you stat boosts. So they're, they're, basically, that's what you have to use in order to get to to use that to get certain skills. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I got used to, and also just other stuff like chant attacks. Um, somehow the movement feels a little different, uh, which is weird to say because you're still like moving across like the grid and everything, but the way you kind of move is a little different, uh, especially compared to like going off of three houses. Um, there's some other stuff that's a little makes things a little bit more difficult. Um, Getting money is actually surprisingly tough. Like in prior Final Fantasy, you're just always loaded with money. It's like almost every time, just getting money is all the time. But at least now I'm just playing normal for now. My first play, I'm just going to do normal, and you start losing money. Like especially since you're trying to uh, spend and try to um, donate to like these countries and everything, and that affects things. So you're really just trying to like find ways to get you, money. You just need to cut your international aid, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing. Um, I might have to consider going to my second playthrough. Well, I'm going to do the hard. Um, Are you going to do the maddening run ever? Uh, I have to. I'm not really endured to the characters enough, and I'll get to them later. Um, but it's shorter. It's not into the characters enough to do maddening. But I, I don't know yet. I'll see. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so it's just I did find a way. Like okay. I, Midway through the game, I feel like okay, I just sell up my excess weapons because oh, you get so much weapons, and the thing is now with weapons not breaking anymore, aside from like staves, you're basically not going to run out of weapons. So at this point, there's no way to have excess weapons unless you just like want to have a few like a kind of like an armor slayer or something like that. It's like a, a metal if you are a knight, great knight, or like a armored uh, unit. Those are dangerous. Those are dangerous weapons for them. But aside from like special stuff like that. There are excess weapons I don't need, so I can just sell them. Um, so I feel like I'm starting to get used to the weapon system and how they get that, how they use these um, crystals and whatever. Uh, the metal that they use to to forge weapons, getting used to that. So that's the thing. But aside from that, gameplay is pretty fun. I can't I can't lie, I'm having a good time. It's just that what's interesting is the challenging. The thing is, well, the challenging is for, in, in normal is it's not the main story. It's these skirmishes and these training modes. They have like uh, on occasion so, so you can get extra money and stuff. They have like skirmishes pop up where you face off against the corrupted, or you face off against like um, bandits that are roaming like the land, and those are tougher than the main storyline. <laughs> like as, as once you get like a past a certain point those are tougher than the main storyline like what why is there why is there such a difficulty spike um so it makes it makes going through those the, the story a little trivializing but the actual like skirmishes just like oh man i gotta make sure i plan well enough but i did finally figure it out how to do a skirmishes so it just took a little time to get used to it so uh gameplay wise fun story wise eh, characters is where i think uh most people will get attached or not you'll obviously find a few faves I think like um, this is one character named Merlin. She comes in with, with a wolf, 
<laughs> and she just she always just talk about this is cool divine one is look, look this is my princess isn't this great uh she's a great character so like so, so Mera's a great example of a character i like there are other characters i like so far but i think if you're like the main cast and especially if you like the uh Alir, the player character in this one i think that's what it's going down to and so far i'm not quite like as enamored and i think it's also because just how you how it's set <clears throat> excuse me you're, you're justin's not a big fan of toothpaste coon no it's not they're not bad or anything like that but like i said i think the setting like you remember you're when you go back to three houses come with three houses and why i think i might have been a, a more in, endured to those characters aside from these is the fact that you when you're the player character you're also teaching these characters you're also in an environment where you're basically learning about these characters as you go and there's not much opportunity to really do that and and engage because the story is just constantly moving like the fell dragons causing chaos and so are the four hounds and you need to stop them so we had the academy arc and three houses which you got to know the characters while also learning about the whole political turmoil then eventually you get the time skip where you get to kill off all the others yeah if you wanted to yeah or yeah almost yeah just about yeah unless you recruited almost everybody um I feel like most of the people I know who played Three Houses, like by their second run through, they were like, "I'm recruiting everybody into my house. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to have to kill my faves yeah, again." Yeah, yeah. Which well, I feel like is a way to really make you attached to the characters. You know, it sounds counterproductive, but I feel like having that threat to the characters you've grown to enjoy, especially well, in Three Houses, where if you were if you were playing it, you were probably going to play a different route. I feel like that was definitely a way to get people to really attach to the characters. Right, and this is not a necessarily a new thing for Fire Emblem. There are always just games where you can also like, especially longer ones, um, sequels, like Path of Radius, Radiant Dawn, where you got to know these characters across like those two, like that. So there are th games in the series like that. But I guess Three, Ho Three Houses does things just a little bit differently because of that. So, um, but yeah, I think that's the thing. So overall, like I'm still having a great time with it, and I'm still like, obviously, still gonna be playing it a lot. Like no, like I pretty much put in lots of hours or every, every fire, almost every fire emblem game. So, which uh, one have you not put a lot of hours into? Then the very first one, and that's okay. the Famicom, uh, the now Nest one, which I I do want to go back to at some point. It, it's just it's very old. <laughs> is Marth in that one? It is Marth, and it is on a really. The thing is, like the the way that it was structured back then, you had to basically do the math yourself, and I'm not very good at math. So I figured it out and stuff. But no, I'm going to go back to that at some point. I do want to do that. Um, and then also just the fact that it is dated in many ways. And then also the fact is that was remake. The, the thing is that was already remade on a DS and I played that one. <laughs> so it makes it even, even more tougher. But okay, yeah. Final, uh, just I may give other thoughts once I actually beat Engage. I mean, it's still another pretty good entry in the series. Like I, I, Like I said, for... I mean, I've, I'm pretty sure I've told you, and I may have told others offline. Uh, basic point of Fire Emblem game is tactical gameplay and whether or not that works and it functions. If I am not be able to move my unit into a space and not get killed off by 8% chance, it is not Fire Emblem whatsoever. So. <laughs> Justin likes to live on that danger zone. <laughs> no, no, actually, I will also add before I, we start moving on. The hit rate in, these, in this engage is just so bizarre. It's just so bizarre. It, like I can, it can literally be like twenty or ten percent, and I can still get hit. I got hit with an eight percent one time. I'm like, what the heck? And then they have this new thing where for gameplay, 
you can break an opponent's weapons, right? So for one turn, once you break the weapon, they can't like attack or anything. Whenever it seems like I have a weapon disadvantage, right? And it's a low hit chance, it always seems to hit me like 70% of the time. It can mm -hmm. be at like 20 and it can still hit. I'm like, what is this? Is this I, what is this average? What is this hit rate? So that you really have to figure out like, it's not necessarily just a hit rate. You just have to figure out where you want to place your units and all that. So which is not a new thing in Fire Emblem, but it's just like, in this, it just feels like it takes more of a, more presence. Like your actions really like, or de determine everything, so. All right, so now that we have thoroughly talked about what, we, what we've been doing, let's talk about what the world's been doing with some pandemic news. Uh, last time we were talking about a couple of shows that were having delays. And of course, within like hours of us recording, we got another delay where um, Ayakashi Triangle is delaying episode five and beyond. So uh, yeah, everybody seems to be having a tough time, especially with um, you know places like China having a lot more outbreaks. Which means those folks aren't around to do your in-betweens. So you're SOL. And also on a delay now is Kubo Won't Let Me Be Invisible. It's being delayed after episode six. Yeah, it's still... So I feel like at this point, like, we need to keep this going. Like, we need to have one show delayed after episode seven, one after episode eight. Just keep it going. Yeah, that's that was the one that's interesting because it's obviously still episodes done. But it, it, I guess just they, they couldn't get more episodes done in time. So just like, okay, you got to delay the rest. Of the series because it's still when they announced this delay i think they just i think they just aired a second episode so um or a third episode one of the episodes so i think i remember shikamori um not as shikamori's not, shikamori not just a cutie, not just cutie. I, f I feel like that one had a similar thing where they had where they ended up being like okay we're gonna go up to episode six then we're gonna have a recap and then We'll get close to the end, and then we'll have another recap. I feel like they had a similar situation there, yeah. where they still had some time, but they realized, oh, yep, that we're we're gonna need a break. Yeah, the only difference is this is basically delayed until I think the summer or spring. Ooh. Yeah, spring. I guess they must yeah. be having trouble finding time slots, just like Golden Kamui did. Yeah, yeah, that's I think this is spring. I think yeah, they're actually once. Oh, I'm gonna open this out. Let me show you because I know they would I mean, definitely. That is why they're... we put the links in the script. It's so both of us can double check what we're saying. Yeah, they're gonna, it's going to re-air in April. Yeah, it's going to re-air in April. So somewhere it's going to come back sometime in the spring, we think. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so the first one, <coughs> I actually triangle. Obviously, it's another Aniplex one. This one for Kuba, I believe, is under Katakawa or Pony uh, Pony Canyon, actually. So. Yeah, it was, it's, it, thankfully for them, uh, or I guess somewhat thankfully, I haven't had any other delays since then, but I'm already looking forward to after this episode, we start recording, and at some point, we're just going to get another title that's going to get delayed. I'm just like, what is what is this? Just cancel the winter season. Just stop. Obviously, we've got people trying to do different things and trying to get these animes out. We'll talk about one of them trying to, a totally new way of trying to do anime a lot later in weird news. But um, it's just industry. It's just out, out of pocket. It just... There's not enough people, and whoever's working there is not getting paid enough. There you go. Um, yeah. I got nothing else. We're gonna, we're gonna move on. Um, so My Hero, My Hero Academia is gonna be on a two-week break. Uh, or Mesa hiatus due to Horikoshi's health, so something popped up. But oh, to be clear, we are in the news news section, not the COVID news section. So it is not like he has gotten COVID. Right, right. As far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know. Yeah, 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 right. This is the news news section. And as far as we know, we 
They haven't said, but he does not, he does not have COVID. So I'm going to presume he does not. Um, but yeah, that'll be on delay for a few weeks. And then uh, the only other news that really happened is something that it's, 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 it's funny because you see these, like you, I go to sometimes, okay, like, I, I go to Edelweiss, right? And I like, it's like a book, comic, manga. You can just find exclusive stuff there. Not really exclusive stuff, but just marketing stuff information especially if you're like a press it's one of the places where people get review copies from like digital yeah. review copies yeah it's a most publishers and especially reviewers know about it so that's a useful resource for them but um you see stuff there sometimes it's in japanese or there's something in english but more often than not it's usually always accurate but if i looked and saw that um for titan Co- uh, manga and i saw kamaran Ku- uh, kuga's exclusives i might have been like huh Okay, it looks great. And if I actually read the volume of the manga, we'll be like, what? This is not like the same. But to to, to circle back, um, pre-repa- there were preview pages of Comrade Kuga that were provided to Amuse Network a couple months ago, or last year, I should say. Um, as it turned out, were not exactly what was included in the actual final copy, which went out the stores for volume one. And then, as it turned out, also volume two. And many people, translators, fans, etc., looked at that, looked at the marketing copy, and then what actually went out in stores, and we just wanted was this machine translated? What, what? What? This is all awkward and everything, just very bad. What was even worse was how Titan Manga responded, and the way they worded it was like, oh no, this is oh we got a cop. We got we we were all good. We got we highly respect the translators working on this. We, we, everything's all hunky dory. That only and, and, and you know how hunky dory was, guys. You've turned off your comments on your tweet, your Twitter, your tweet, your tweet. That that's definitely a confidence. You were definitely confident in our response. They were, they were obviously not very confident in our response, and that also got cold treated to death. And responded to that. I death. mean, if there's no comments, what are you, what yeah, else are you that, supposed that, to do? That, that but is, yeah. quote, tweet. <laughs> just quote tweet stuff. And then after that, Stonebot Comics, which is the actual licensee of Kamen Kuga, released a statement that did explain things a little bit better uh, about how they actually borrowed or used, like, for the marketing copy, their Argentinian publisher. Um, but aside from that, it's just like, Okay, it's a little bit better, and then obviously Titan Manga responded back um, with a little bit better statement. But like, how do you? While well, Titan Comics has published manga before, how do you lose trust when you're trying to like publish a manga like consistently for the first time? You you do stuff like this. I I don't know how they come back from this. It, it feels hyperbolic, but they didn't respond really well with this. And then just the fact that they allowed this happen just does not speak well. It really doesn't. Um. They, they may have to look at kind of if they do more manga more manga after this they have to look at like organizational changes because that's it's not really acceptable <laughs> it's just not like structure just rule changes too yeah you've been cutting in and out so uh, apologies if i'm about to repeat what you said but if you looked at the um, preview pages that they put out a few months ago and compared them with like the spanish version it was like you guys definitely copied this identically like to some points it's like they use like the exact same sound effects and like the exact same font shape size and placement on the page it was kind of like they had just whited out the pages and like put like some english text in there instead and that the 
the Spanish version must look really good based off that example. The English version just does not. It's just not very nicely laid out. The translation reads kind of weird. And it's like, how did you guys think no one was going to notice this? Especially since I can't think of another time where I've seen preview pages of a series that haven't actually matched up with it. Unless it was like... I read something on Manga Plus, and then this picked it up, and I read their version because that was a that's a different translator. Just so weird. Y'all y'all thought this would be easy, and it, no, this was gonna take more work. Huh. Yeah, that was. I don't know how they could like. You go through all these checks to make sure things are or I guess. I'm not well, sure they did the yeah, checks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, a, that's thing. the thing. That, I'm, gonna, like, I'm not yeah, sure there was an yeah, editor involved. Yeah, that's here. that's the problem. Like you, most publishers, they have to go through checks before these actually go to print. But it, obviously, in this case, Titan Manga did not do any of that, and they released that. So, um, yeah, disappointing all around. And they still have maybe what more volumes of Kuga to publish. Not looking for that. Uh, there was no reported issues for Adam at the beginning, as far as we know. Um, but you. Oh, did they also do Adam? I for some reason yeah, I thought they that was did. They did Adam at the beginning, and they also are doing Afro Samurai. This was remember when they did their um, preview pages. When they gave preview pages to Anne, that was their exclusive. We're gonna launch Titan Manga, so we're gonna have a set of dedicated imprint for for manga licenses, and they launched with uh, Kuga, um, Adam at the beginning, beginning, and Afro Samurai, and this is not. The way you want to start your imprint whatsoever. Just not. Nope, nope, nope. All right. Moving on to some manga licenses then. Uh, Viz um, had some announcements on Friday. They are going to be doing a hardcover edition of um, Hiro, Hirohiko Araki's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean, which they've already been simul-pupping. Uh, they are also bringing over Natsuki Hokami and Kyoharo Gotoge's Demon Slayer Kimitsu Academy and Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba Corpse rec- um, Core Record. I always mispronounce that. It's corpse, Corpse. I, I think I think the P is kind of silent to that one. Really? We're talking like the, mil- we're talking like the military thing, folks. Huh. Like C-O-R-P-S, not the body, huh. which would be C-O-R-P-S-E. Oh, I see what you're talking S-E. about. Okay, I, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion that word is not originally English, and that's why it's got some weird silent sounds in it. Uh, also bringing over Io... Uh, Saki Saka's Sakura Saku, Junji uh, Ito's Mimi's Ta- Tales of Terror, and Tatsuo Endo's Blade of the Moon Princess Spy, ex- fa- um, spy Family Family Portrait, um, which is a novel written by Aya Yajima, and the Spy Family, the official guide, eyes only. Also coming over is Tarzan 5's Takopi's Original Sin. Tarzan Ta- 5. Tizen 5. We, weirdest pen name of the podcast so far, but we've got a lot more to record. We'll see. Um, Yuki Shiwasu's Tamon's B-Side. Shinichi Sakamoto's hashtag DRCL Midnight Children. Going for the weirdest title so far. Uh, Ayazawa's Neighborhood Story, which is um, a semi-prequel to Paradise Kiss set in the ni- um, from like the 90s. Definitely a real surprise pickup there that I'm super excited for. Um, Hiromu Arakawa's Full Metal Alchemist 20th Anniversary Book, Jujutsu Kaisen, the official guide, anime season one, and a box set of the first part of Ta- uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man. 
which is going to be volumes 1 through 11. I think Tamon's B-side is another one I'm excited about. I think that's the one where it's like an idol seems cool on the outside, but inside he is a nervous wreck, like just completely fucking depressed. Mm. Um, I like looked at a little bit of it and I was like, this is fun. Okay. Uh, but yes, so thrilled for Neighborhood Story, since that's something I never thought was going to get licensed and yeah. we are all going to go out and buy this, right? 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 I have to actually read Paradise Kiss first. Well, you've got like seven months to do it. Uh, so a, Justin, I know how fast you can read when you want to read. It is a the thing is it the vertical release is a chunky book though. It's just very chunky. Buy it digitally then. No, no. I have it already. I just need to well, read then it. You've got no excuses. I gotta read it. <laughs> I just gotta actually sit down and read it. Um, yeah, interesting uh, license or well, more comp. Well, the usual known viz licenses as usual, but then some. Some surprises. Uh, three Soldier Beat titles. Uh, seems like a decent amount for them in a while. Uh, obviously, Stone Ocean. I believe that Idol one is also from the author of Takane and Hana. So, you know, a, a known quantity for them. Well, these are all known, these are all known quantities, so. Yeah. Uh, but I think this one does not have any age gap romances in it, which I am much more down for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am I am pleased Takopi's Original Sin is going to be released in print. Uh, that was a very interesting uh, Manga Plus title. Uh, so I'm curious if it's going to release it all at once or is it actually released in volume format we'll be finding out in the coming months and uh, that's just what we needed more another version of Hiromu Alakara uh, of Fullmetal Alchemist just just what we needed just to celebrate the joint anniversary uh, they, I, I thought well. it was going to be like a I didn't think it was going to be like new editions of the series. I thought this was going to be like a book just yeah, yeah, celebrating the yeah, yeah, anniversary. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, sorry. I should clarify. I think it is just like a just celebrated series with the book format. But um, yeah, it's still something like, okay, fair enough. It was a, obviously a massive series, so deserves it. Um, moving on to a couple of uh, other licenses. Uh, Yen Press uh, did their... We, I think we talked about the last couple of licenses last time, but now they had a couple, few, a few more. Uh, first, uh, Yushi 07 and Yoshi Takaki's Rose Gun Day's Sorrowful Cross Knife. Uh, this is the prequel to Rose Gun's Days. And interesting enough, this is going to be a digital release, so it's going to come out this month, February 21st. And they also announced they've licensed Minami Kotsune and Hitomi Hitoyo's You Can Have My Back, which is a more interesting... You very, can have my butt. Very interesting. Oh, sorry, no, nope, I misread it. <laughs> no, it's a very interesting title because it's a boys love fantasy light novel series, and you can count on a number, maybe number of my hands, how many BL fantasy light novels are actually out in the market. Not, not too many, I think, especially in print. Um, so this is a very interesting and uh, announcement for Yen Press that's going to go on the online print. And yeah, I misread the title initially, and I thought it was "You Can Have My Boys Back" or something. It was like, <laughs> "Here, take all these isekai boys, take them away from me." <laughs> but no, not that. No isekai at all, as far as I know. Yeah, just, just fantasy. Just fantasy. And Kanasha, you know, they—they've been um. When we used to release like new digital, they had new di digital debuts like literally every week. They then kind of reduced this to like two a week. Now we only have one digital debut this month. Naoki Yamakawa and Masashi Asaki's My Home Hero. So this is coming out the end of the month. I mean, we are also waiting on them to release their new site where they'll now put the simulpubs up on. So that might yeah. be why they are slowing down. If I can, yeah, I'll believe when I see it. Um, they also, this is more of a less, this is more of a, eh, okay, but it's nice. 
announcement. Um, and I also see time with the drops of God live action uh, that's going to stream. I think on that's going. I'm not sure if it's streaming now, but I think it's going to be streaming at some point. On Apple uh, TV Plus. Uh, the Drop of Sagab manga series, well, uh, the wine, the wine manga. It's going to be available on other digital platforms. So it was just originally a Comicsology original, so it was only on Amazon and formerly oh, Comicsology. Now it's found on other digital platforms. So there you go. I don't think there's a real benefit to doing like exclusive, like one platform only releases for most digital titles. Like I know Amazon does that with some of their like audible original audiobooks but otherwise you know for manga i don't think there's a real benefit to putting it only in one place yeah i think Kanacha... especially when it's a it's a uh service you don't control and could therefore shit the bed when you're not looking like comiXology as i say like i don't i don't think the i don't think it quite worked out as Kanacha i hoped <laughs> that that's like can't really say about that god every time i have to read i, I read something on you know, the Comixology app, I am so mad that they took away, like, the thumbnail view, because that was so handy when I was just trying to, like, re trying to find, like, w one page, you know, to confirm the character's name or something, and now I just have to keep scrolling through it all, and it's like, God, I hate that so much. <laughs> Why did you guys take away that feature? Why? Okay. And then, uh, in the final bit of, like, manga and light novel news, JML Club had their uh, day of Twitch streaming, announcing new things. So here you go. As, as folks can tell, Friday was a busy day. Yeah, this is uh, uh oh yeah, was, this was Friday too, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was a busy day. What the heck? I was asked for specific day busy. Okay, anyways, so uh, we and no t no tonos. I'm now a demon lord. Happily ever after with monster girls in my dungeon. This is the manga. They're already published in the light novel. Saki and Hadouki Futaba's young lady album is courting disaster. Uh, this is light level of the J novel heart imp uh, the J novel heart imprint. They are already publishing the manga. Interesting uh, reverse situation there. Suzu Enoshima and Umiko Sakaki's Endo and Kobayashi Live. The latest on Sundar villains. This Liza Latte. Oh, sorry, Liza Latte. <laughs> uh, this is a manga. Uh, interesting enough, they already published the light novel, so not they are publishing it. They already published it. So it's already the light novel's already out. And the anime is currently out, and someone was asking in the chat if they plan to get, like, the kind of bonus, I think it was like a bonus, like, light novel, like a volume three with some extra stories. And it sounds like, yeah, they are working on trying to get that one, but no news yet. Um, Hajime Naihara, Hatoi Kyoka, and Takao Demise's a ca uh, Cave King's World to Paradise. Climbing to the top for my mighty, almighty mining skills. They got the light novel and manga. And Helen, as soon as I saw the, the, I read the first like sentence of the synopsis, and it started with "in a world where crests determine one's fate," and literally my three houses senses were tingling as soon as I saw it. It's like, oh, uh, it's not going to be interesting enough to read it because there's just so much interesting stuff. Jinnah uh, was already releasing, and aside from this, but um, huh, interesting story, interesting uh, premise you got there, guys. Interesting, interesting premise. Um, Mikoto Sakurai and Kuroyuki's A Royal Rebound, Forget My Ex-Fiancé, I'm Being Pampered by the Prince, it's a general heart title, Genkotsu Kumano and Famaru's I Only Have Six Months to Live, So I'm Gonna Break the Curse of Light Magic or Die Trying, Yuji Yuji and Nami Hidaka's The Hundred Times of Charm, She Was Executed 99 Times, So How Does She Unlock Super Love Mode? This is a general heart title, Wanta and Yunagi's Survival Strategies of a Court uh, Aristocrat, Kosuzu, Kobato, and Yasui series, the apothecary witch turned the voice agent. 
Uh, I forgot to put this. Hell yeah, that, that, that was a title I saw briefly on the screen at Anime NYC, and I was <laughs> like, when do we get that one? Um, also, I think I forgot to. I think this is also a Genova Hard title. I forgot to put it in here. Um, uh, Kuji, Furumiya, and Teruko arise a Pale Moon Reverie. Nabashiki and KRSG's I parry everything. What do you mean I'm the strongest? I'm not even an adventurer yet. Uh, this is the manga. They are already publishing light level. Uh, Yusura Kankitsu and Ruria Miyuki's reincarnated mage with inferior eyes breezing through the future as an oppressed ex-hero. And their final announcement was just so shocking and so stunning that it literally shook the internet. Uh, or, okay, may, may, maybe it didn't. Uh, they also got the short story collection of a sense of bookworms, so we got more Mia Kazuki and Yushino stories for me to read in print, maybe in 2025, 20, I guess, at this rate. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Sam was framing it as this isn't even an announcement. You guys knew we were going to get this. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, moving it's, so, it's, so, it's so incredible. I, 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 these, what do these people think is going to happen? They're, I've already, they, they're going to just stop publishing bookworm. They, 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 come on, guys. Just come on. You can publish literally every bookworm in existence, but they can only do it at certain amounts of time, okay? It's base, basically it. You gotta let the translator and <laughs> The translator can only tra translate so much. <laughs> so, um, and also just a bit of final uh, news that was interesting. And I'm curious how they get implemented and everything. They, uh, Jericho's gonna also launch a rental system. So it's gonna allow, um, a uh, way to read the older Genoa Club catalog titles for cheap, so it makes sense to have more of a catalog now than they did when it started, so I think it makes sense to have a rental system. I'm just curious how it's going to work. Yeah, I think they said it's going to be like a rental period for 72 hours or so, and yeah, I could definitely see myself using this for like um, like Realist Hero, where I've only read the first four and I'd like to read more, but they haven't had that one on Catch Up in a while, so I haven't done it. I, I, I would definitely paid less to rent it for 72 hours and finish it then. And I think they said that if you rent it and decide you want to actually buy it, then the cost you've already put towards renting will like go towards the cost of buying or be like discounted for that. So sounds like a nice system overall. They are apparently gonna have to start charging online sales tax for those of us who live in states that do it. Uh, it's 11 states and I don't know which ones they are. Um, <laughs> also some chatter during the Q and A's and it sounds like it sounds like the digital version of the Apothecary Diaries does not sell very well for um, paraphrasing here, as you would expect from a fandom who are convinced it's going to come out in print someday and would rather buy yeah, a yeah, version. Yeah, you know what I, I do sometimes when I look through Amazon and I just like review. I, look, it's just one metric, obviously. It doesn't obviously impact anything, but I always like to compare like sometimes, hey, how's this doing? And I see Black Acquired Blacksmith like getting so many ratings like last night. And then you look at Apothecary Diaries like, oh. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, it's okay, but then you compare it to something like that, and then it's like this uh, making magic or whatever. This uh, witch with the big hat. Um, You're gonna have to narrow it down, Justin. Yeah, there, there's that, a lot. Well, Jano Chloe has like I think one, maybe. <laughs> not not they, don't, they have one. Housekeeping mage. Um, okay, you're right. They have more than one. Um, not the one that's in the Jano Heart. <laughs> it's not that one. I think it's a, the Infinite Loophole one. I think. <laughs> Uh, but then you just compare everything like, like, okay, I see what's taking off and what's kind of like, you see the romance. I think even um, Sam was kind of talking about how the romance um, stuff does pretty well in Japan, but it just do not, it does not do well over here. And I think it kind of bears out. I see the ratings, stuff like uh, hookup hiccups. 
And L- listen, they, they, Shoto light novels just came over to the U.S. so late that all of us just got used to like our manga instead of the light novels. Yeah, I guess that's also it, sometimes yeah. you know you can, you kind of want to see the characters more than just read about them. You know, just personal preference there. Yeah, I guess that's it. I guess it's more palatable to it when it's a fantasy. I guess. I don't know. I'm just thinking about you know people who are like, oh yeah, I don't read you know romance novels. But look at this latest Regency drama where they might touch hands halfway through the season. Oh my god. Uh, I think the visuals are a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and I just want to also go back to the Apothecary Diaries thing. Yeah, it's... Well, General Club, at this point, is kind of... I mean, they haven't said it, obviously. But it, it definitely seems to kind of wash their hands. Aside from what they're already doing, of they're going to wash their hands of actually like printing stuff. So at this point, it's going to mm-hmm. come on the Yen Press and whether or not they want to uh, publish it in print. I think that's how it's going to be. So, um, yeah, someone asked, you know, in, in the chat, like, oh, should we be looking more to Yen Press, you know, for print announcements? And Sam basically said something along the lines of, yeah, they're the ones who are going to be doing it. Oops. Also, I announced that too early at Anime NYC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, oh, okay. Okay. That was the... I, I'm pretty sure he said something like that as well. And I'm sure the stream is going to be archived for like a week or so. So we could probably check it out. But... Right. All right. Like, it was too early for them to announce it. Gotcha. Uh, her. But yeah, Pathogar's fate, it's tough because you, you, that should be, it's, a, it's obviously a bestseller in Japan, but it's just not, it's not translating that well compared to everything else Genome Club is publishing over here, so. Uh. I mean, I have to admit, like, I, I, I'm definitely hoping it comes out in print because I would like to have that in print since otherwise I'm not buying ebook copies, but I am reading it on, like, the Simulpub catch-ups, so. Right. Yeah. All right, and then... Disco Deck Day happened, and there is a note in here saying Helen will give the recap. <laughs> I don't know why. You're, 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 this, to do this. you're a Disco Tech person. What? Why am I the Disco Tech person? <laughs> Aren't you the one that's hyped for, for Disco Tech Day? Aren't you the one? Am I am I wrong? I mean, am I wrong? I thought we were both equally invested in this. <laughs> uh, not as much, honestly. I think yeah, I think other people are, but not not necessarily me. <laughs> if it's manga and light novel related, probably I'm not that busy about the anime or Conan so. related unless it's Conan related but then somebody will tell me on Twitter so I'll, I'll see it on Twitter so <laughs> and I don't think there was any Conan, Conan stuff this time and so we're gonna be covering just the anime since Discotech uh, is again putting out some live action stuff um, including some toku also putting out like some American cartoons or European cartoons at least there's a weird thing going on there with Calamity Jane where there was actually a Kickstarter for it recently and now people are trying to figure out, wait, but if this was supposed to be a Kickstarter for Blu-rays and Discotech's putting it on Blu-ray, like, who owns the rights? So. <laughs> more more licensing nonsense, huh? <laughs> that'll, that'll be interesting to watch from a distance. So, on the, on the anime side, they are bringing over Re-Cutie Honey, which is um, the Cutie Honey title that a lot of us have wanted licensed for a while now. It's like a three-episode... OVA and um, according to folks who know this better than I am, objectively the gayest cutie honey. Um, the clips for it look really fun and it's going to be dubbed with a lot of the old um, dub voice actors returning. Uh, they're also bringing over Magical Girl Lyrical, Lyrical Nanoha Reflection, which I believe is like one or two movies. Definitely not the TV series, which a classmate of mine had me marathon in one day back in freshman year of college, the first season. Uh, this definitely looks cooler than that first season was. <laughs> Aim for the Ace, the movie, which is, I believe, a recap of the series, but not recap footage. It's all new footage, which is pretty cool. 
uh, Lupin the Third, Angel Tactics, Saber Rider, and the Star Sheriffs, um, and also Mazinker versus the Great General of Darkness, which I know is another title that's going to be getting dubbed. And they're also going to be releasing um, HD remasters of Iria, Zerium, the animation OVA, and also a Wind Named Amnesia film. I think for one or both of those, these are going to be the first HD releases of them. Like anywhere? Uh, anywhere. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. I think it's one of them. Hang on, we got a link and I can double check. I think it is for Iria. Load faster, load faster. The decisive just doesn't want to load, let, let, let anybody oh, yes. load fast. Uh, according to ANN, who is, I am assuming, quoting from the stream, uh, both are new 2K film scans from the original negatives and are the first Blu-ray disc releases for both anime anywhere in the world. So, bring on the Japanese reverse importers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember seeing a thread of folks on when I think it was like the first Project Aiko Blu-rays came out, of some folks being like, yeah, I got this, and it looks super good, and people being like, whoa, this is only like 30 bucks on Amazon? I, I will pay the shipping for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we got more good stuff coming, and again, it's kind of funny that Discotech announces things, and it's like, and they'll be coming out within the next three months, because they're already that far along in production whenever they make an announcement. Right. <laughs> it feels so different, since I'm so used to manga announcements, where it's like, we'll put, start putting out this first volume in like six months. It's like, okay. Yeah, or, so, so <laughs> I, I still remember, uh, I think Kanansha had announced it's at, like, Anime New York City last year or whatever, and it came out literally the month of this year, this past year's Anime New York City. Like two years ago, they announced it, and it came out last year. Ugh, love, love publishing distribution schedules. Um, it is pretty nice at a lot of J Novel Club stuff. It's like we're announcing this, and you'll be able to read it on the site two hours from now. Right. Uh, like for this past stream, not everything was available from two hours, but basically everything was going to be up within like the first next two weeks. Which fine. Don't want to dump too much on people at once. We get it. It's cool. Right. Um. So, all right, on to some streaming news that occurred. All 74 episodes of Monster are now on Netflix. Uh, the first 30, uh, just the Japanese and French subs were up on the service. And now it's all the episodes. Still same, Japanese, French. But, hell, I can finally watch Monster. I can finally Wait, do you it. you said Japanese and French subs. Are there English There are subs? no English dubs. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. Sub subtitles. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Correction. Japanese. There's obviously Japanese with English subtitles and then the French Thing. dub french dub i thought the first like 30 episodes of so or so of monster were dubbed are those no no, no there is no english dub put up on netflix okay. there is no dub for put up on netflix uh either this is either they couldn't get the rights to it or they're secretly doing a new dub who knows second is unlikely yeah second is probably unlikely but well surprises can happen every now and then from netflix so who knows? Oh no, surprises happen a lot. Like they tr they tried to like say, Oh, here's how that new anti password sharing measure is gonna work and then they walked back like, Oh no, that oh, was that supposed was... to only be for oh, like Chile and it's not oh. supposed to go live yet. We don't know that, why that was in English was... on the English the, on the American site. No. The, the, the backwalking <laughs> was legendary. You put that in the annals of most top ten back back uh walking news item ever. Like just just totally just like yoink. It never happened. You never did this. <laughs> That was funny. Occasionally yelling at brands on Twitter works. That, that was funny. Um, we have a wild former Amazon anime, anime that's not High Dive, but uh, obviously Kyokuri Circus was licensed by Sentai uh, a while ago, but now finally it's been put up on uh, High Dive. Or I think 
Yeah, it's up on High Dive now. It should be up on High Dive now, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's up now. I keep forgetting that show existed. I keep forgetting that I watched it. <laughs> because it's, what's wild is that they decided to adapt, like, a 47-volume manga or so in only 39 episodes, and just... <laughs> This would have been a wild ride, even if it had, even if it had had the proper number of episodes, because that story goes places, and by goes places, I mean like I mean like way too many characters, way too many physical locations, so many goddamn puppet fights. Like mm. it is puppet fight the series, <laughs> which I am aware sounds like some sort of like Homestuck like um, joke, but no, I I mean that very literally. Blue <laughs> um, Thermo, uh, the film. Uh, this is uh, Eleven Arts. I think also Shop Factory team up. They're gonna. It's gonna be releasing Blu-ray and uh, see a digital release March fourteenth. And then the final bit of streaming news: the Kaguya-sama film is gonna stream in North American theaters starting on February fourteenth. Supposed to be a two-day event, so it's February fourteenth and the fifteenth it's going to be in theaters. So there are your Valentine's Day plans, folks. <laughs> yeah, good Valentine's Day uh, watch. I think if you want to go out to theaters. Hi, I'll have two tickets for Love is War. <laughs> <laughs> and then, weird news. Guess what, folks? All the Tokyo Olympic shenanigans are back. <sighs> when I saw the headline for this, I was like, okay, is this the same bribery scandals we've been talking about? Because we've been talking about a lot of this. Or are these different bribery scandals? They're all the same, bro. They all involve the Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like a different company. It's like, Justin, you're telling me that these are slightly different than the ones we've already been talking about? Um, did we cover Densensu at one of these? Maybe? I don't know. I can't don't remember because there's been so many it's of just them. There's so many of them. They're all involved in one play, one way or the other. I think Anon actually put it all together in this one article. Maybe Densensu was originally in here. I need like a red string chart, you know? Getting, I'm getting blocked by an ad, though. <laughs> It's just straight. You see that? I go press it and it throws you an ad. Ads are everywhere. A and N, stop. I can't even hear that one. Just see what happens when I try to look for information right then and there. Perfect. But whatever the case, this has gone on long enough, guys. Stop it. Stop it. Just get it all together. Just, just, just wild. Um, I am sure. I am a hundred percent sure. There was 10 people in this one meeting. They were in this all one room. At least one of them was like, yo, we shouldn't probably have an AI do the backgrounds of an anime and put it down, brand on Netflix and all that good stuff and let everybody know. But they didn't listen to that one person. The nine said, no, let this move forward. We must find a way to, um, what's the word they said? This is an attempt to alleviate the lack of manpower in the anime industry. Let's move on with this. Everybody will be happy with this. Everyone thought, everyone disliked that. <laughs> everyone so yes to also frame this up uh wit studio uh is producing an anime called uh, anime short called the dog and the boy but it's notable because it has ai generated backgrounds for whatever reason they did not note that whoever was actually touching up the ai stuff because there, there was a human that did final checkups and, and drew the initial concept art i think yeah yeah did drew the initial concept art um so you don't know that, so yeah, it's just not not good. <laughs> not good. Uh, I can't say I've watched the video. I'm not really interested in it, honestly. Just not. Same. Uh, but basically, from following people I've seen online talking about it, it just does not sound very good. 
or look very good actually I should say so this sounds like a bad idea and everybody disliked that <laughs> so um, there's been a series of um, crimes in Japan recently uh, it's a person or person group of persons using the alias Luffy um, orchestrating a se uh, series of burglar burglaries in at least 14 pre um, prefectures since last year um, I think a lot of them were preying on older folks it's definitely resulted in the murder of one 90-year-old woman. Is this the one where they found out that the, like the that the person in charge was like working out of a prison in the Philippines or something? Uh, I don't think I saw that. I think okay. That might be the police story. have not yet determined whether Luffy is an individual or a group, although they have found that Luffy's mobile network communications originate from the Philippines. I think I saw some chatter online in a different news article saying yeah the ringleader is currently in prison in the philippines or something and people are like how are they even have a cell phone for this sort of stuff but um shoot don't don't have enough stuff in front of me but i think a lot of this was you know kind of softening up elderly people and then using that as a way to like gain their trust and then steal all their stuff <sighs> yeah that's that was unfortunate to see. Well, I mean, this, the actual, like, the Luffy thing, like, it's like, okay, that's interesting. But then, yeah, just the, the Berg situation. Luffy would no. not do that. Yeah. I've never read yeah. One Piece, but I do not no, think that no, Luffy no. would do this. Definitely do not think so. And then, and finally, a weird news. Uh, j just when you think. we, No, no, seriously. When, I, when this news story broke, there was a comment for the Ananar, uh Twitter it was a perfect quote tweet that just really wondered, how did we get here? Why did we get here, actually, too? And This is a lot of questions we have about J.K. Rowling. Yes. How did we get here? Yes, yes we do. So we, we, so to... Because this woman is probably single-handedly responsible for a large rise in the amount of like anti-trans hate crimes in, in, in England by this point. Yeah, so to basically sum it up... Do, do you want me to explain the story? The, yes, you can, you can go ahead and explain all right, so back in the day when Zombieland Saga Season 1 um, aired, everybody loved Lily Hoshikawa, the adorable little zombie girl who turned out to be trans. <laughs> um, trans icon confirmed in show. And so people made it kind of into a joke, um, a meme. And <laughs> in 2019, in the UK Parliament, I don't quite know why this came up. I think it was the topic of cyberbullying. Somebody printed out a picture um, of Lily... Um, holding with a like realistic hand holding a gun photoshop photoshopped in and the caption said shut the fuck up turf turf of course being trans exclusionary radical feminists they are scum um and they were using this as an example of cyberbullying online i think um and so uh, in the past week harry potter author jk rowling posted that same picture on her twitter account alongside anti-suffragist cartoon from the early 1900s and she um also tweeted along at the words same shit different century implying that anti-turf meme is the equivalent to the threats of anti-feminist violence um that was directed at the suffragists and to be fair like the suffragists like yes they did have um like forced feedings during hunger strikes imprisonment etc that stuff definitely happened the suffragette movements were also not you know entirely blameless there was definitely racism in a number of the groups etc etc but this is all very different from, you know, the picture of, you know, an anime trans girl saying, shut the fuck up, turf. Like, I'm sorry, a picture hurt your feelings. 
You deserved it. It's just... Am I going to have to put this in the weird news of 2023? We just skip it. Am I going to just... Th- uh, honestly, it's like, can J.K. Rowling just stop? Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. And they've got the new game coming out, of course, and people are like, hey, yeah, you're still doing the goblins with that kind of anti-Semitic undertones with, you know, the hook nose money grubbing, you know, non-humans. Oof. You know, that 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 is a... a historically been an anti anti-semitic trope and people are like no and it's like please people should shut up please can we all just ignore her can we all just pretend she doesn't exist anymore you, you would you, know? you would think after her many comments that would happen and obviously it just it just hasn't happened i mean i i know a huge number of my friends who they've all been like yeah i used to really enjoy this you know i made a lot of good friends through this way but i've gotten gotten rid of all my stuff you know my kid's not gonna be reading these books etc cetera, etc cetera, and yet so it, yeah, this one woman has become so influential. She is probably partially responsible for the uptick in, you know, anti-trans rhetoric, legislation, violence, etc. in the UK, which is not something anyone should aspire to being. Right. It's like, you think back, if you tried to tell somebody this in, like, what, 1999 or something like this, and would you... Well, first, you probably would have had to explain what a trans person was to someone in 1999. Yeah, that, most of us that, did not that know is that. True. You're right, you're right about that, you're right. It's just not something... But once you explained that... Right, then... right. Right. All right. I, th- I think I think that's the episode, Helen. I think that's the episode. Yeah, we'll let you get back to gaming, and I well, I would say get back to sewing, but no, I've been hand sewing this entire time we've been recording. <laughs> Helen! Listen, I've been paying attention perfectly well. Um, you can follow the Yoshi Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as on Spotify, any RS server you got, uh, scrap your email. Can check out the orshi.com for reviews, features, uh, decent amount of stuff. Uh, got a bunch of reviews posted in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I think we had a review up going up today too. So, is love the answer? Oh I yeah, think did that, was, that go up today? <laughs> is, it did go up today. Is love the answer? That is up today. Should have a review of a superhero manga by Yen Press. Swearing is this? I think. Oh, it's, shy. I think that's coming up this week too. So look out for that. You can. Follow the Yoshi Twitter for all the reviews, obviously the links from the site, but then also any anime, well, not always anime, but definitely manga and Latin novel news and maybe some other random stuff that just happens to pop up. And then finally, you can follow me on Twitter at Kamei know me, maybe tweeting stuff about Engage and still retweeting three hours of Yeah, definitely retweeting fan art. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wandering Dreamer. You can find the other podcast I co-host on Twitter at Manga In Your Ears. I don't think Corey's put up our latest episode yet, which is weird, but we definitely did one recently on, uh, let's see, the Manga Plus series, Magi Luminary Co. LTD, and also uh, Girl from the Other Side, which has a um, Celtic subtitle that none of us can pronounce. Asiguru, a run. Like, yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And we also put off recording our next episode until the week after Katsukan because Corey and April know me entirely too well by this point that I will need that precious extra hour on the Wednesday before the con to do sewing. <laughs> Until next time, folks. See ya. Goodbye. So long. See y'all later. Bye.